You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's Samuel to the edge. Steps through a tackle. Now cuts it back. Devo Samuel through traffic for the touchdown. Ernest Jones had a shot. Darion Kendrick had a shot. But it's Debo Samuel who ends up with six. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, I was just placing a bet. Play Debo Samuel highlight. We did. Making sure. All right. Debo. Uh, uh, Fox Sports. The call there. Uh, sorry, play, play some live golf bed. You know, there you go. Uh, Fox Sports, courtesy of the highlight there. Um, we're going to get to NFC and AFC championship games. We have breaking news uh, involving Debo Samuel. We'll do that in just a second here. Matt Moore will join us in 40 minutes, though, talking NBA. Love having our guy Matt Moore on the show. All of our bets for tonight coming up to end the show an hour and 20 minutes from right now. But here is the breaking news that I teased to end last segment, and this will provide us with a segue into talking about both games, Chiefs-Ravens and Lions-Niners. This comes courtesy of Omar Ruiz from NFL Network. Tweeted, Debo Samuel, and I know for people on the East Coast, it's like, oh, it's 530. It's, they're on the West Coast, obviously, so early, three hours earlier. Debo Samuel working off to the side during the portion of Niners practice that's open to the media. Debo did some running full length of the practice field, and back. Carried a ball with him at times. In the small window of observation to Omar Ruiz, who sent this tweet, and I'm guessing other reporters, uh, any discomfort for Debo was not apparent. So, this does not mean that Debo Samuel is a lock to play in the game. Like, far from it, obviously. But, like, an encouraging piece of information, Ken, early in the week here as it regards Debo Samuel's availability for the 49ers on Sunday. Certainly. Uh, as you would imagine, we have not seen any like line movement directly related to that kind of reporting because we, we, it's like we learned something and yet we learned nothing at all in terms of like making a valuable bet or what we think is going to be a bet that ages really well, whatever. Uh, it's just worth noting, like when we do the line movement for this game, is there anything like short of Debo available, not available? Is there anything that's going to get us off seven, like in this game? And and will him playing or not playing get us off seven in this game? It's a very key number. There's a lot of money being bet into this. And everyone is very aware that he is like 50-50 to play. Is it just seven juiced one way, seven, seven juiced the other way? Is that like, is that the difference? Or is it enough that we really, you know, you would see the Lions close less than the touchdown favorite? I, I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to follow as we get uh, to Sunday, because we're not going to know anything until Sunday. No, I, well, we, I hope that we that we will, but in all likelihood, we will not until ninety minutes. Yeah, it's a true game time decision. There's my prediction. Yeah. And, uh, and, keep and the guess it's probably 
And he probably, yeah. and, and us, unfortunately, and, and sports betters as well. All right, it's time to bring you up to speed on what's happening in both markets, AFC and NFC Championship game in the Championship Sunday edition, uh, one, of, one of several this week, including the one that we'll do on Sunday on Countdown to Kickoff. In this edition, guys, of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. It uh, it it, it really does hit different when there's only when there's only three games left in the NFL season. It, it does. It does hit different. Ken, let's begin with the AFC Championship game. <laughs> the Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, where we stand right now in the betting market, and I'll give you the injury information first, and then Ken can tell us where we're at. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco doesn't practice today for Kansas City, but... He tells reporters that he's going to play in the game. Andy Reid basically says the same thing, that Pacheco's injury is getting better. The toe injury is getting better. We don't think Kansas City will have stud starting guard Joe Thune available in the game with his pec strain, which contradicts a report from Monday um, that said, like, like Thune probably going to play in the game. Now it's looking unlikely, although Adam Schefter of ESPN kind of couched that by saying another source told him Thune is going to do everything possible to get on the field. Kind of seems like more unlikely than likely to play is Joe Thune. For Baltimore, the news is a little a little more rosy. Mark Andrews, full practice today. He's going to play in the game, barring some kind of setback, so the Ravens can expect to get back like their all-world tight end. Mark Andrews will now join Isaiah Likely. More firepower for the Ravens on offense. And Marlon Humphrey, Baltimore's number one corner, who missed Saturday's win against the uh, the Houston Texans in the divisional round. Humphrey back at practice today, obviously putting him on track to play for the Ravens as well for their defense going up against Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Ken, where do we stand right now side in total? And Ghana, has, has your opinion of the game changed since you and I last spoke about the game on Monday? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'd, I'll be curious about a couple things as we get closer to the weekend, though, and how those impact the betting markets. So the injury news that you just gave, uh, in general, could easily be classified as pro-Baltimore and anti-Kansas City or positive for Baltimore and negative for Kansas City. So again, what do you think happened in the betting market? Uh, when all of that kind of came into focus, uh, there was some interest in Baltimore, and that's what's happened in this game. I think so, you know sometimes like late in the week, you'll see like, oh, like Sharps coming in on the Ravens, like gets out to four, be like, does anybody actually know what happens during the week with all this stuff? Like, does anybody actually like just look, just like look at Twitter and look at this and then connect two things. Um, we're like, oh, like Mattress Mac must be on the Ravens. Like I just, all this stuff is just so stupid. Um, so the Ravens were like three, three and a half in the game. They've gotten more and more positive injury news. The Chiefs have gotten negative injury news. Now we're like three and a half, four in the game. So uh, the three and a half that are on the board with basically like two exceptions um, are all juiced toward Baltimore. There are about 10 Ravens minus fours on the board right now as well. Um, so the movement has been toward Baltimore. And I think that's not 
unexpected given what we've heard so far about the game. That doesn't mean that's where we're going to close, but that's just what we've got so far. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the total in the game is also going to become pretty interesting. 44 and a half, but now juice under with 44s on the board. Why is that? Because there might be a driving rainstorm during the game, which would be pretty interesting. And there's about 10 to 15 mile per hour winds accompanied with that. So that's why you've seen like a half point tick down on the total and it's already a really low total. Uh, it does not have to rain. It is literally Wednesday. Like anything could still happen in the game, but that is not a forecast that existed a couple days ago. Now it is. I think it is partly explaining uh, why we've seen some interest on the under as well. So three and a half, four and 44 is kind of what I'd call it right now. Uh, and we're kind of in between two numbers with the side and the total. So if you like Kansas City in the game, and you and I talked about this on Monday, that we both kind of like the Chiefs in the game, is the strategy now to wait for this to go up? Like, 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 kind of like, what's the entry point for Kansas City? Like, how far up do you think this is going to go? Let's say Thune's ruled out, maybe pessimism around Pacheco. We know the Ravens guys are all playing. Like, like kind of like, what do you think the tops here for the Ravens? Probably there, or close, would be my guess. Like, I don't, I don't think you're going to get anything. I mean, we are, the, the thing is, is like, What's left to know is always the question to ask in this situation. Like Debo, we know nothing. So the movement is all ahead of us. Nothing has happened yet. This, like a lot of stuff's happened. Like Andrews is playing, ton of optimism. Humphrey's playing. I don't think Tooney's playing. I think everybody thinks the same thing. And that's why you're getting what you're getting. The idea that like you're going to get so much more out of this seems really unlikely to me. You'd need some new piece of information to be introduced, a new injury, someone going to be out for Kansas City that we were expecting, someone important. Um, I don't think you're, a Pacheco would be a really good, like if he's questionable on Friday and it's like, oh, actually he had a setback with his injury, that would be an example of something that would maybe create like a small amount of interest in Baltimore. Maybe you get to four everywhere and that's what we go off. Maybe it's three and a half, four like it is right now. That's probably all it is. Um, the, the other thing, the interesting conversation we can have later in the week too, and it's kind of pointless to have it right now, like, if there's terrible weather in the game, who does that favor? <clears throat> and should the market be different for the game? You know, de depending on how we feel about that. Is it one of those games, excuse me, <clears throat> is it one of those games where the Ravens should actually be favored by more? Because it, like, negates maybe Mahomes and his success in the game. At the same time, this is new Kansas City. This is not old Kansas City, which was chucked all over the field. What do you think if that's going to be the case? I actually benefit? think it's a nothing. I think it's a nothing, and I'm hoping there's some impact in the market on it, actually. I think it's like you get a different kind of game, but I, I does, it doesn't make me think one team's more likely to win than the other. Um, I, and be like, I, I like Mahomes in the game anyway. If we're going to introduce rain, I, I'm going to like Mahomes in the game anyway. Like, I still like Mahomes in the game. I, I think I might go a little more because I feel, I feel more confident in him, like kind of negotiating the elements. I mean, the Ravens have like an A++++ coaching staff and their defense is great too. So yeah, maybe Lamar in the rain is a little bit different. Um, that can definitely happen. It probably puts like a hard cap on the scoring when originally like in a good forecast kind of a game, like, a, you know, the way the Chiefs offense has played recently, like maybe they blow through this kind of number, kind of like what happened in the first half against Baltimore. There's a couple other angles there that we can talk about, but I, I think the weather is going to start to be interesting. And it might also start to be interesting when the prop market's open for players like everywhere. And I know they're open in some places right now, but as like more and more money gets bet into these, like a rain game plan for both teams might look a lot different than maybe what everyone's expecting, especially based off what we saw last week. Yeah, I'm trying to find, uh, yeah, rushing yard prop. Yeah, we're, we're seeing like some stuff kind of. Oh, no, we've got rushing yard props still open. Pacheco, 64 and a half. Lamar, 64 and a half. Gus Edwards, 41 and a half. Justice Hill, 33 and a half. Mahomes at 26 and a half. I, I have no stats to back this up. 
but I think Patrick Mahomes has gone over his rushing yard prop in every playoff game that he's ever played in. He has like one like 40-yard run in every single game. He's been the, the sure. absolute best. Uh, he's amazing. Um, and what I said, just like about if it's raining, like Mahomes a little bit more to negotiate the elements, uh, people might hear that and take that as kind of like shot at Lamar. Um, it's really just like anyone versus Mahomes you choose Mahomes. Like, literally any quarterback on the other side versus Patrick Mahomes, you choose Patrick Mahomes. It's not an insult to Lamar Jackson, who's amazing and deserves to win an MVP. It's just that he's not Mahomes because nobody is. Nobody. Local radio fans will get that reference. Nobody else. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday. Anything else, buddy, from the Chiefs and the Ravens for you, or you want to go to the Niners and Lions? Just something like kind of funny. I uh, I saw a couple people tweet this out. The Ravens had an official press release about kind of like the pomp and circumstance around the AFC game on Sunday. Obviously, hosting an AFC championship game, even for a city like Baltimore that's had a lot of success, that's a big deal. Uh, the cavalcade of former Ravens that are going to be involved in this game in some and way. And you know, this is the first one that this is the first one the Ravens have yeah. ever hosted. They've never hosted an AFC title right. game before, and with I saw all their a lot success, of tweet that out. Now that you mentioned so it last at, week, right? At so. Tennessee, at Foxborough. Um, right. Was, was there another one that I'm missing? I think that's it, right? At Tennessee and at Foxborough were, were, were the uh, were, were the were the ones. So the uh, and at uh, Jonathan Ogden, who's yeah, Jonathan Ogden, who's the uh, like the only like player who started his career as a Raven. He was the first one to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think he's the, like obviously left tackle, like all world left tackle. He's the honorary captain. The Ray Lewis and Ed Reed are like the Ring of Honor members who are going to be at the game. At various points during the game, they will honor like Terrell Suggs, Todd Heap, like Matt Stover, like this list of, of, of former greats. Michael Phelps is involved with the pregame ceremony in some way. Like a T pain is performing at halftime. Like the stuff here is just like absolutely ridiculous. It just literally like, I mean, it's, it's like they're hosting the Olympics or something in terms of, and I don't even just mean, because and imagine the chiefs are winning and it's like, here's a commercial break here. Here's T sizzle chiefs up 10, nothing. How's that going to go over? Right. It's like David Simon's going to write a new season of the wire that will premiere right after the game. Like, I mean, there's just like a lot of stuff that could happen here. It just really, it just honestly just like adds to the game in a fun way. Doesn't, doesn't mean you should make a bet one way or another. It's just like, man, it'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, the, I have one other thing on this game and it's just, uh, I've seen this in a lot of places and I, I, I've, you know, I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show, actually. Uh, just like a way you could choose to play the game. And this has been true in both Chiefs playoffs games so far as the Chiefs have like evolved over the course of the season, even if their offense is playing better recently, one thing that has been true the entire time, I would say like similar to how the Eagles played really well in first halves, and that was like really predictive going forward the rest of the year, covered the first half in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Chiefs have been like the best defensive adjustment at halftime team in the entire NFL. And literally like all of their games in the last three months have gone under the second half total and have been very low scoring. And they've held the opposition to really low numbers of yards and points. So just like it is possible that one way this is going to play out is like, I mean, the crowd's insane. You've got 75 former legendary players there. You've got this like unique Todd Munkin offense that Lamar Jackson, the MVP, is running. Maybe the can maybe Kansas City kind of gets like hit in the mouth a couple times in the first half of the game. Maybe they give up some points. Maybe this is like a tough thing to figure out. And then in the second half, as has been the case now for a while, like that's when they kind of clamp down. You get Mahomes trailing. And maybe that's kind of like, maybe it's not not totally different from how like I absolutely handicapped the Super Bowl last year, which was like Eagles to win the first half and then Chiefs to come back and win the game. Like you, you could end up with a similar 
path here, the way the Ravens have played especially, and how the Chiefs have played in the second half. I'm trying to think of, like, who's the funniest Raven. Like, Matt Stover's a funny one, because I get it. Like, he's the kicker yeah. for a long time. Uh, he Dennis was, like, Pitta just... was on the list as being honored. <laughs> De Dennis Pitta? Like, any other white Dennis tight Pitta. ends the Ravens can honor? Like, Dennis Pitta, right. really? <laughs> like, here, here's, like, Dennis here's Pitta. Eric... If there's, here's Eric Zire and like Vinny Testaverde. Like, what are what are we yeah, doing sure. here, Ravens? I don't understand. Like, I I actually don't get it. Leroy as, Horde, as like who's, who's, who's up showing up here? Yeah, I think it's just like you call everybody and you see who picks up, and we'll see everybody in Baltimore on Sunday. That's where we'll see you. RG three. Trace McSorley. I was I was Trace McSorley was the next the next name that I was going to mention. Unfortunately, sure. un, un, unfortunately. Oh man! Yeah. Like here, like here's De Dennis Pitta. What? <laughs> Come back from break. Nance and Romo. There's Dennis Pitta. Oh, <laughs> getting the egging on the crowd. Yeah, it's I'm gonna tell you, my favorite thing is gonna be if the Chiefs are winning big in the game. And here's like here, here, you know, here the Todd Heap coming out to give Todd Heap his flowers. Here's Mark Clayton. Like, give me a break. Uh, coming up next, we'll tell you about the side and total movement and injury news in the NFC title game with the Lions and the Niners. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.